Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. All right. Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio. Stone Payton, Lee Cantor here with you. This program is brought to you in part by the Business Radio X Studio Partner Program, helping franchisees dominate their local market. To learn more about serving your market and growing your business, go to mybrxstudio.com. Lee, this is going to be a fantastic segment. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast franchise owner with Chiba Hut, Mr. Justin BD, good afternoon, sir. Hey, how's it going, y'all? Well, Justin, before we get too far into things, tell us about Chiba Hut. How are you serving folks? Uh, Chiba Hut is a fast, casual, toasted sub concept, um, trying to be kind of an elevated option from some of the some of the other sandwich uh, uh, franchises out there. Full bar, typically in all the stores, very neighborhood feel. It's all about kind of a communal chill vibe. Want want people to want to come and hang out and and actually stick around for a while after just maybe just not having a sandwich. So. So um, is this your first franchise? It is, yeah. So you went from more of a kind of a traditional business work for... I mean, yeah, more of an operational role for mm -hmm. most of my career in the service industry, hospitality, and finally decided we wanted to... My partner and I finally decided we wanted to take a plunge and go into ownership. Weren't totally ready to jump in with both feet into something totally on our own. Franchising offered us a really nice way to get some support and, and kind of follow a roadmap, but still do our own thing and have some ownership, so... So now, uh, was that a hard decision or, or, cause you've been around the restaurant industry and the restaurant industry is a tricky market, you know? Yeah. It's uh slim margins <laughs> and long hours and right, you so. have to be passionate for sure. Uh, I would say it was a, it was a hard decision up to the point that we made it. And then it felt like the easiest thing ever. And we we're just like, we're in, let's do it. But we thought very hard about it up to the point where we said yes. So, so how did you see kind of the risk differential? Like if you were weighing pros and cons of going out on your own, you guys have a lot of experience in the business, you know, where all the bodies are buried and where a lot of people screw up. So you, you had some industry <laughs> expertise. Yeah. Uh, I, th I think for us, it was, you know, we were pretty confident operationally. We, you know, we both worked at very high end, uh, restaurants most of our career and you know i've been running restaurants with fifth group for a while and you know if there's ever if i've ever seen a restaurant group that'll teach you how to run a restaurant the right way it's them mm -hmm. so that part of it we were very confident about it was more going into ownership how do we navigate the waters of real estate and permitting and and you know the the whole structure ahead of time the financing and stuff like that and trying to do that completely on our own was a little bit daunting so finding a concept that worked that, that messed with us and that had that roadmap for us was super important and Chiba turned out to be it. So did you, were you considering other ones and landed on Chiba or did we did, we did research into some other ones after we had first met Chiba with Chiba. Um, like my, my partner, Josh, uh, who couldn't be here today, he had a connection to Chiba hut from back when they were founded in 1998. So they've been around a while. Yeah. Yeah. They're 20, you know, whatever it is, 20, almost, yeah, 20 years old now, 21. And, um, he knew, them through their original stores in Arizona, uh, out in Scottsdale and, and that area and kind of reconnected with them last year and sort of was like blown away again, 20 years later about how great the food is and how great the service and the atmosphere was. And he came back to me and he was like, you know, this, I kind of got this wild hair and I really like these, what they're doing out there. I want to look into it. And he got in touch with Scott Jennings, who's, uh, the, the founder of Chiba Hut 
and was just kind of like, hey, have you been thinking about anything on the East Coast? Because up to that point, they had nothing pretty much east of Colorado. I think one in Wisconsin. Um, and Scott was like, you know, as it happens, we were just now sitting here discussing that we want to start figuring out how to go national. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that early connection turned out to be a really good, nice way to kind of reconnect and, and they gave us some information and we looked over it. And I remember, uh, when Josh first came to me with it, he, he literally, we met up for a beer and he was just like, Hey, I have all this stuff. Can you look at this and tell me I'm crazy and talk me out of this? And so I went over all the financial stuff and they're kind of their, the way they do their, their setup and their marketing and their, their, you know, just the numbers. And I was like, well, to be honest with you, this looks pretty cool and it looks like a pretty good deal. I, uh, you know, I, I would say look deeper into it, but maybe, maybe you're not crazy. So he kept looking at it. Uh, a little while later, he came back to me and was like, I've done more research and I've looked at these other franchises and stuff and I really like what I'm seeing. Let's look at it together. And I looked again. And I was like, you know, I think you should do this. And he was like, well, I don't want to do it alone do you want to do it with me? And I was like, Oh man, well, I guess I just advised you to do it. I almost have to say yes. Right. Cause uh, I just told you you should him. do it. That was and pretty I was clever. Like, yeah. So we were like, you know what, let's do it. And it's, it's perfect for us. Cause we push each other in different ways. Mm-hmm. We agree on a lot, but the stuff we disagree on, we're honest about and we shore up each other's weaknesses and it, it's a good partnership. So, so now are you going to go kind of all in on this or is this something you're going to be able to keep a day job or a consulting job? Uh, we'll at least be all in. For the first store, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't think we, either of us feel like we have time because we're going to be owner operators, at least on store one. Mm-hmm. But you're kind of with this model, you're kind of creating a funnel of employment. So we, you know, we, we're committed to three stores right now with a strong potential for four, five, and six down the road. And so you kind of need that, that funnel of moving the people we hire for store one up into management, up into area management. Right. So we have to kind of pull out of that. Uh, eventually to make room for that. So the goal in the long run is to not be day-to-day operational, be more 50,000 foot level and right. decide what else we want to do, whether that's go back and do more fine dining stuff or open 25 Chiba huts right, or take over the world, right? Or whatever it is that that's working and that we're happy with. So now uh, talk about Chiba hut uh, experience for the person that's coming in. Well, the, the, the thing that Chiba hut, I feel like the biggest differentiators for them are, service oriented for a fast casual chain being extremely service oriented. Um, one thing you'll hear Scott say a lot and, and that I see consistently shown in all their feedback online is like, it's about the interaction, not the transaction. You know, everybody that works in Chiba Hut is trained to be very hospitality forward, which for me and Josh was paramount because we right, come that from was fine non-negotiable, yeah. right? We come from fine dining to us. Hospitality is everything. It's, mm-hmm. it's what we live to do. So, um, and the fact that they really own it and, and put their money where their mouth is in a service level for a fast casual concept was phenomenal to us. Um, a lot of, a lot of fast casual places say that on paper at least, but you don't really get it when you're in the store. Right. When you go into a Chiba hut, you know, you're greeted very warmly. They, they really want to walk you through the menu like a server at a real restaurant would. If you have lots of questions, they have lots of answers. They're going to really make good recommendations, what they think you're going to like. All the way down the line, you know, the experience of if you want to stand there and watch your sub get made, you can do that. But a lot of people just go sit down. We bring your food out to you. You know, you're getting checked on multiple times by multiple employees. Do you want a drink refill? Do you want this? How's it going today? Cleaning up after you, all that kind of stuff. It feels a lot like table service. It's just you ordered in line instead of at your table. Uh, but then the bar itself is full service also. And I, I may mostly come from a beverage background. So for me, the, the having the full bar component and a, and a real beverage program was also a must. I was never going to jump into any franchise that didn't have that. Right. So it really worked out on both sides. And having the full service bar is that place to kind of come in, hang out, 
chill out uh, and really be kind of a part of that scene was also really great. Now, when you have a full bar and you have sandwiches, is there a person that's going to come in just for the bar experience and the, are there appetizers and food mm-hmm. for that person as well? Yeah, they're definitely – that plays out um, throughout the whole system. You see lots of people that are like Chiba Hut bar regulars and they come in every day even if it's just for a beer. Mm-hmm. After work, maybe they have a snack, some pretzel nuggets or nachos or whatever or they have a small sandwich or they eat their whole dinner there and then they go home, beat traffic, whatever. Um but yeah, it, it's definitely it, its own little bar culture, which is great. Now, uh, Chiba has a kind of a marijuana-ish vibe to it. Is that accident or is that part that, of That the took theme? way longer <laughs> for you to get to than I expected it to. Uh, most people, that's their first question. Uh, yeah, there is a there is a marijuana theme, uh, kind of a topical theme to the restaurant. Um, the first question I get asked constantly is, are you guys going to sell weed? No, I, we never will. It's never going to be a thing. It's not about that. It's more about the culture of of sort of the chill out culture, the good vibes culture, the somewhat you know counterculture, damn the man kind of thing. Right. Um, that's kind of where the vibe of Scott Jennings, like I said, the founder, that was his idea from the beginning. It's kind of like a place for people that you know maybe just a little bit off from from normal. They right. just want somewhere fun to hang out, and they're accepting of a lot. And and the marijuana theme really just came through as more of a cultural fun vibe feeling than like a, Oh, you know, let's, let's everybody be high all the time. It's, you know, so how does it present itself inside the store? Well, it's, it's actually funny because one, one of the other many things I love about Chiba Hut is that they give you a lot of freedom. In fact, they force a lot of individuality on you. They're like, so they want you to have some autonomy. It's they want, not like, they have a lot. Hey, yeah. you got to make things this way. You got to right. talk like this. They give you a very loose kind of, Hey, here's some designs that have worked for us. Here's some ideas that work for us. You know, there are things you need to follow, but for the most part, we want the store to look like you want it to look. We want, we want it to feel like you want it to feel. It's, it's your thing to do with as you please. So each location kind of pushes the theme in a different way. Um, some of them it's pretty in your face. I mean, some of them there's big inflatable joints on the wall and, you right. know, and everything. And Cheech and Chong yeah, playing. And yeah. Cheech and Chong posters <laughs> everywhere and the, right. the, the movie is half baked on 24 7. Um, and then some of them, like some of their corporate stores, like in Longmont is a good example in Colorado, where it would, it's almost the same as if you walk into like, you know, a Moe's or something like that. And it's very, you know, like all, yeah, their menu stuff is named after TV characters or whatever. And there's some posters on the wall. But other than that, you wouldn't really, if you weren't paying attention, it might not be apparent right. what, what's going on. You know what I mean? And so it depends on your market and your your individual. So you can name that. the sandwiches. Do you have? Uh, well, they they have some that are like that are there. corporate named, and then we have every location has what we call a secret stash that we have to create the recipes for. We have to do all the naming and the oh, wow. product, all that sourcing and stuff like that. So it's all very local. But it's not on the menu board. That's like kind of a secret. No, no. We, the they, they print it on the side, but it's like, these are the local subs. They mm-hmm. just call it the secret stash. And right. it's like, this is local stuff. You're only going to see that at this store. This is a cool thing that we do here. Uh, and you're going to name all those, you know, same however thing with cocktails and, and whatever, however you want to do it. And yeah. you can make that local. Exactly. Yeah. And so that must be fun for you from that gives you kind of a way to put your creativity into Exactly. The mix. Yeah. And c- again, coming from a, a culinary and hospitality background, that was also super important to us that we wouldn't be a hundred percent locked in. Chiba Hut loves to innovate. They love to do new food stuff. If you come up with good ideas, they want to hear it. Because they want to share with the they want to share with the right. whole rest of the how system. How many how and many people are, how many stores are there? There right they just opened. Uh, I think number I think it was number twenty nine just opened in Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and are you open yet? Or you're open? no no. Our first we are in final um, building permitting, which. That's Thank so you, much City fun, of Atlanta, right? Please. How much fun is that? <laughs> what can I do for you, City of Atlanta? Um, but we're we're totally set for construction. Contractors done. Everything's ready. We're just waiting on final permitting. 
Um, so hopefully it's a fairly lean construction. So we're hoping to be open March 1st, like ready to go. Um, that would be our soft open and then grand open in April. And that's in near Georgia Tech? Yeah. The first location lease is at 800 West Marietta Street, which is basically Marietta Street and Northside Drive. Right. Uh, so it's right on the corner of the tech campus right there, you know, a mile or whatever, not too far from Mercedes Benz. And then the West Side Provisions District, just a little bit up the street. So pretty good confluence of people and stuff going on. And, and then, um, how, how involved were they in the helping you choose the right location? Uh, I would say, the right amount of involved. Mm-hmm. They gave us lots of good advice and we're always there if we had questions. Uh, and they flew out a couple times to look at some options that we had. Um, but in the end they were like, it's your, you need to pick. We'll, we can tell you we think that's a B plus location or we think that's an A minus location, whatever, right. but y- you know your market better than we know your market. Mm-hmm. So we're relying on you to figure this out. Um, and but what is the criteria for a good cheap ahead location? Uh, like you know, what type I mean, of people do you need? Right. I think, I think the, the typical demographic is that sort of 18 to, to 28, you know, um, so a college student, a college yeah, area is, but important. then it's funny cause then they get a lot of more, they get a lot of stuff from a little bit older crowd too, a lot of nostalgia right. factor, a lot of fun there, but I, and they have a pretty good spread, but the, the, the biggest one is that 18 to 28 kind of range right there. Um, very engaged people. There's. Chiba Hut in the cities and states where it's common has kind of a cult following. People just go crazy for right. it. It's the, a destination. They're yeah, going there on purpose. Yeah. Their engagement, like online engagement is very, very high. You know, most companies are really super happy if they get like, you know, 3% engagement. Chiba Hut is typically like 10 to 11% wow. all the time, which is pretty phenomenal. And people just really, really enjoy the, the vibe and the concept and the, the feeling, the atmosphere. That's a really huge thing. It's like, when you walk into a Chiba hut, you're supposed to immediately just feel good. And that's, that's a really big deal to them. So comfort and, and wanting to hang out. So, so now how does the marketing work for you locally and, and what is national doing to help you kind of get the word out? Here yeah. Locally? Um, so there's a, essentially the, every franchisee pays into like a marketing pool kind right. of situation and, and that gets kind of moved around where it needs to go. And then corporate, subsidizes with just their own stuff and corporate is extremely generous i would say they're uh very hands-on with the marketing side of it really supportive and helpful really open ideas and they're very willing to just hey like let us do that for you let us let us spend some money on that for you and help you out there or whatever and is most of the spend digital nowadays i would imagine a good amount but social you know, media yeah and but but also one cool thing about she and usually i'm wearing head to toe chiba hut stuff but like chiba hut swag is like the coolest stuff i've ever seen all their t-shirt designs and hat designs and stickers and stuff. There's some most fun stuff I've ever seen. So, so they're investing a lot, a lot in too. their branding yeah. and they want to share that with all yeah, their franchises to help yeah. to give them something yeah. tangible that they're yeah. going to sticker or something that they gonna, send me boxes of t-shirts and sunglasses boxes, and, and they're so like, give them all just out. Give them out. Like let people wear them, have fun with it. And my friends love it. <laughs> so it's great. But uh, I just give them to random people on the street. Anybody that asks me about my shirt, I'm like, here's a sticker. Here's right. this, here's that, you know, whatever. And so, so that's a way that they're spending the marketing funds is, yeah. is like with hands-on stuff, swag. Yeah. yeah, lots of digital stuff too, though. There's a really big push within the, the franchise right now for this sort of – we have the four walls marketing really dialed in. Chiba Hut is really good at the four wall, within the four walls marketing, mm-hmm. the atmosphere, all that, the swag, that kind of stuff. Um, so getting that fifth wall, that digital frontier really dialed in. They brought a really, really smart, talented, great guy in, um, to, to kind of help out with that. 
Uh, and he's really running, he's kind of implementing a loyalty program and an, an app and all kinds of cool stuff like that and really, really pushing the digital frontier and it's already reaping pretty big dividends. So that's super exciting. And he's been really helpful for us too, as far as getting our social media stuff rolling here. So you can get kind of people signing up before exactly. you're even close to Yeah, opening. exactly. And influencers lined up and mm-hmm. yeah, they're super supportive and, and really on the ball with that. So now how important was that when you were choosing them? Was that like, were you, was that a nice to have or a must have? It was a nice to have. I mean, honestly, and, and this may come off as tragically naive to a lot of people, <laughs> but uh, honestly, Josh and I's, Two biggest criteria when we decided whether or not to say yes to this were, do we enjoy eating and drinking in Chiba Huts ourselves? Because right. you're going to be spending a lot of yeah. time there. <laughs> and and do we like these corporate guys to the point that we want to work with them for 20 years? Right. Because, uh, you know, the agreement you, that we've signed, it's a, it could be as long as 20 years. I mean. Right. And so it's like, if we don't really like these guys and like their attitude and like the way they're functioning and really believe in what they're doing... I don't want to. I don't want to sign up to work with anybody for twenty years that I don't like ahead of time. You know what I mean? So, so now for you, um, your day to day right now is what? Uh, like, is well, there much for you to do for this? Yeah, or currently, kind of waiting on the Atlanta. I'm well. I'm sitting in an office right now uh, on my day to day, working with Fifth Group still, helping right. them out um, with their Alma Buckhead opening because Fifth Group is is my that's my family. I love them to death, and. uh Chiba Hut takes up most of my <laughs> out of the office time. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a little stretched right now. Um, but that's, that's fine. That's kind of how I like it. And there's, there's plenty to do. It's a lot of hurry up and wait. You know, it's a lot of sprints, small sprints and then wait and wait and wait mm-hmm. and then more sprints. But with the marketing side of it and all that, there's always something to be doing. So. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Franchise Marketing Radio. Stone Payton Lee Cantor here with you from Business Radio X Studios. We are visiting with Justin Beatty. He is a franchise owner with Chiba Hut. Justin, I got a question for you, especially based on your experience and skill set and that of Josh. Why not Justin and Josh Sandwich Shop? Why did you go the franchise route? Uh, you know, again, I think, and we thought really hard about doing that. And we looked at it and we were like, okay. Like I said, we know if we could, if we could get one open, we th- we think we can run it, and we know how to run a restaurant. I know how to be fiscally responsible and operationally responsible, and I know how to handle all that. But getting from point A to an open restaurant is pretty daunting. And as I've learned, even through this franchise process, and even with all of their support, there's still a huge learning curve there. And we decided that trying to tackle that learning curve without much of a net was just a little bit too scary. We're a little bit risk averse in general. Um, and we liked the, the blueprint that Chiba set out for us. We liked their attitude about timing and, and, and oversight and the level of involvement they wanted and were willing to give. And it just really felt like a safer bet for us to get started in ownership, you know, which I think is sort of the point of the franchise model. A lot of the time, at least for people like me, they're coming from an operational standpoint. You know, then there's there's other people, there's other franchisees that come from more of a, hey, I've got a bunch of money, and I like this concept, and I'm probably just going to open these, and somebody else will run them for me, and that's just purely a business investment. I think Chiba Hut does great on that end too, but as an owner operator, Chiba Hut was really enticing because it looked like a really fun place to operate as well as a good place to learn how to open from start to finish, 
new build outs, everything all the way through, you know, all of the little, the little minutia there. And then having that roadmap for success where you have a path out of being an owner operator, that probably was very attractive as well. So then you can get that kind of business win by scaling Mm -hmm. and not be tied to this one store. Yeah. And that, that's something that, um, Scott and, and the corporate people at this point are very, they're like, they're very upfront. They're like, it's pointless for you to open one store. That's not going to get you really anywhere. I mean, you could, you'll you'll make some money and you'll have a little bit of success, but you're going to cap everybody out and your labor is going to kind of get stagnant and it's going to it's just not going to get you that what you really want right. in the long term, which is scale, which is opening enough that you have that funnel of employment that you can pull out yourself, that you have some pseudo passive income. I, w- I never think we'll just like <laughs> never be involved at all, right. but where other people are operating for us and we have just an oversight role. Um, you know, that they're really into that. And that's the point, you know, Scott's like, I don't expect you to do nothing for the rest of your life, but open Chiba huts, but I think you're going to do great with us and and you're going to have a lot of success and then you go do whatever else you want. And these will be here for you. And, and, you know, and we help and, and and it's just a good relationship. So, so now do you have any advice for somebody that's thinking about, um, kind of getting involved with a franchise? What are some things that you would have maybe done differently or wish you had learned or knew about ahead of time? Yeah, I mean, research, 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 just understanding what franchise agreements look like, where the pitfalls are, you know, what what kind of stuff can trip you up, Under, really understanding capital and the capital investments required, the different fee structures, the different royalty structures, how to factor that into an ongoing budget or P&L as far as to make sure that you're, there's still going to be a margin there for you to make money as a franchisee right? because a lot of franchises – run into problems with that, you know, where by the time you cut everybody in, that little slice left left for the franchisee is very, very, very small. (laughs) And you're working for other people and and you're back to having a job. Exactly. You're still working for somebody else, which is the point of this is to kind of move away from that. Mm -hmm. So that was the biggest thing with Chiba Hut is they were very transparent with all their numbers and, and, and very consistent sales, not only at the corporate stores, but at the private, you know, the franchisee stores, looking at the margins, looking at the numbers. Yes, there is money to be made here. And then there's money to may, be made with people that are doing it the right way, at least from Josh and I's perspective. So. And then um, is there anything that is a red flag? Like if you saw a franchisor asking for this or insisting on this, then – Yeah, you, I mean they, I think one big thing is like if, if they're charging you the big development fees or like the, the sort of the buy-in fees, really understanding where that money's going and what they're getting out of it. How much of that is just going straight into the corporate coffers? How much of it's being – put back into you or put back into the system. Right. What what is that chunk really doing? And is that just their cash is their way to make a quick buck and make sure that even if these franchisees totally flop right. and nothing good happens, we still had that hundred K up win. front or whatever. Wins, right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, what what is the ongoing support look like? What is mm-hmm. their what is their training look like? How is their ops, you know, defined like you know, it's one thing to to have like a huge book of like, yeah, just do all this and it'll work out. It's another to have boots on the ground trainer teams that come in for opens and help you out and really like have some oversight and some and some you know day to day involvement and stick around for a while and all that's corporate paid for. You know what I mean? And that a lot of places don't do it like that. A lot of places there's like a video and you know you kind of right. move, Here, move go through this and online course ho- and you're good it, to yeah, go. Hope for the best. You know so. That's another big one, personal involvement and mm-hmm. all the way to the top level. And Chiba Hut's at that size where they're still able to do all that. And I hope they continue to be able to do that for a long time, even with some bigger expansion plans. But for right now, we felt like it was a perfect opportunity to jump in with a lot of personal involvement on both sides and really form a relationship for a long term. 
Cool. Now, who would you think is the perfect Chiba Hut franchisee? Is it somebody with your kind of background in the uh, hospitality industry, or is it that business person? I think that um, corporate would say that that Josh and I are really good examples of what they would hope for in a franchisee, not to toot our horns, but to have an operational background in the industry um, and to be able to find the money. Because right. that, that's kind of the trick. Like They're always like, oh, man, we wish we could just get nothing but operators to come and open for us. But most of them either can't or are, are unwilling to try they to find the money. They can't afford it or they think it's too big of a risk. Right, exactly. So you know, I think that you end up with a lot of other people that just have the money to begin with, like restaurants, like the concept, and want to kind of they, – they're going to they're gonna need more of the corporate support for the operational stuff. Right, that you're not going to need. Which cause... hopefully we won't need as much. I mean, right. you know, at least in the beginning, we'll still need a lot of, of help and guidance. But pretty quickly, hopefully, we can get yeah. our feet under us and we'll be good to go. Right, because you've so, worked in restaurants yeah. and seen how they operate. So this is just a little different. Exactly, yeah. So now um, – it's still early for you, but what do you need more of right now? I mean, I, other than help getting permits. <laughs> I was going to say more, more signatures. More signatures. <laughs> that's what we need. More signatures. Yeah. Um, I mean, other than that, honestly, and knock on wood, it, the whole process has been, I mean, it's been scary and frustrating at times, um, but overall very smooth. And what, there's one <laughs> there's one guy that works for corporate who does a lot of the liaising between the contractors and architects and us and he's one that we talk to a lot very frequently and he's a very pessimistic guy and i actually really appreciate and respect that right. he's always like you, you want that realist he's on all, the yeah. team you know, maybe he's, not a, a hundred realists but yeah. at least one that's kind yeah of, he's always like yeah worst case scenario eight months maybe we'll get i'm like okay <laughs> blair months. yeah i'm like blair okay but heard we'll plan around your catastrophic apop- right. apocalyptic scenario but we'll we'll hope for better than that but, but hey but if we plan for that and we can still figure out a way to do it then to we're gonna be work, okay it, Exactly. Um, but even he has been recently, he's like, man, you know, things are working out pretty well for you guys. Like, it seems to be going pretty smoothly overall. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, whatever. So it's it's nice to hear that kind of thing. Because um, sometimes, you know, from a certain people are just more optimistic. And Scott Jennings, again, the, the founder is one of my favorites because he is just an energy kind of guy. Right, and make he it just, happen. He gets on right. a call and he's just like, hey, we're going to do this and this. And there's going right. to be ranch wrestling and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> and, you know, it's just. Just hilarious stuff, and but having somebody like Blair, who's very pragmatic and very much like, here's your checklist, or you, where are you at? Let's look at timing. Let's look at this, and he's really on top of it. He's a good to keep us grounded, which is nice. Now, so. on your roadmap, you mentioned three, um, so this will be number one. Do you have? Do you have to start kind of scouting? Uh, we are scouting in Athens currently for number two. We really want to do one in Athens. We think the 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 concept fits snugly in at right. UGA in that area with the the crowd, the music scene. Uh, Chiba Hut's also very music focused, um, so that the whole scene with the college and the music town up there that's a great one. And then we even have a couple of letters of interest out on some spots back in Atlanta for Store Three already. But but that's a broader. That's a, on down the line. That's probably a couple of years away mm-hmm. um, from opening. But yeah, we are already thinking two and three and potentially more. So. Good stuff. So if somebody wanted to connect with you on social media or go to the website, what's the coordinates? Uh, well, I mean, com is the main corporate um, website. Our We're kind of in the flux right now of setting up our official Atlanta versions of all the websites. But, right, but that'll be the place where they can put in any location sure, and find exactly. a Chiba yeah. Hut. And then yeah. Atlanta will and, say yeah. coming soon. It says coming soon. Atlanta's got our address up there. Um, we're on Instagram at Chiba Hut underscore Atlanta right now, and we're kind of ramping that up. Uh, I think the Facebook is the same. I think it's Chiba Hut Atlanta as well. Um, so if you guys want to start looking at that, we're, we're just now kind of rolling. This is one area where Josh and I have some weakness. We are not 
super social media savvy. But that's your responsibility, so that's where they well, they help. help. They help. They help a lot. Ultimately, and it's your. Ultimately, we have to keep up with it. But right. uh, you know, they're they're very much like this. I set it up. This is what you should be doing. This is what a good post. Looks like, like kind of this best all, practices. Exactly. Yeah. And and uh, Brian, the head of marketing, is very if like I could call him at four in the morning and be like, hey, does this post look good? And he's going to pick up. Right. You know what I mean? So um, so he's he's really awesome to work with, and and that's been great and. I have a lot of friends or a lot of ex-employees that I consider friends at this point that are very savvy. And I'm like, hey, you guys want free sandwiches <laughs> right. like for a year? How about you help me with this social media stuff and let's let's figure this out. So are you looking um, to um, put feelers out of just p- get people on a list of some kind, right, so that you can keep them informed of your progress and maybe hire mm-hmm. some of them as employees? And yeah, like exactly. That. And anybody who's you know following on any of our sites will be blasting out employment stuff when we're ready for that. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I said, we want people that want to grow and and learn and grow with us and and move up. And you need you need the regular employee that wants to do part time college stuff too. And that's that's awesome. We respect right. and like that too. But people that take it seriously and love the brand the way we do, hey, come come grow with us. And and there's going to be some upward mobility there. So good stuff. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Yeah, absolutely. And best of luck. One more time, website. Uh, Chibahut.com. Just very simple. C h e b a h u t dot com. All right. Well, thank you so much. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We'll see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.